Hello and welcome to the Mind Money Soul podcast. I am your host, Laura Ann Moore. I'm a money and mindset coach and financial well-being speaker, and my mission is to help you feel good about money and learn how to use money as a tool to live your best life and work towards financial freedom, whatever that means to you. Every week, I explore the emotional, practical, and spiritual sides of money. So if you're ready to get financially confident, grow your money, and achieve your big life goals, then you're in the right place. Change your mindset, grow your money, feed your soul. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Mind, Money, Soul. And today's episode is a new one. I'm introducing something called the money hotline. As you may or may not have seen on my Instagram, I have a character, her name is Sandra, and she will take, she answers the money hotline and she takes your questions about spending and saving and all of the things and she helps you out. So I wanted to dedicate a section of the podcast to her where you guys can write in. I'm going to put up, um, I'll put up like question boxes on Instagram stories, or you can write into me your dilemma, whatever you want. And I will answer them on the money hotline. So I'm very excited. Today is one, uh, the one that I chose, I put up something on my Instagram. And the one that I've chosen is somebody basically was a 19 year old and they said, should I be paying into my pension or investing in the stock market? So I'm going to answer that on today's episode. Um, But first off, I just wanted to remind you that the Feel Good Investor course is open now. And oh my God, I'm so excited. And I've been reading into, you know, like I saw this amazing graphic recently, which basically showed back in the 50s, the disparity between house prices and wages and where they're at now. Oh my God, it's ridiculous, the difference, which is why it was so easy for our parents and grandparents to buy houses because house prices were basically what the average wage was. So if you were earning, you know, 15 grand a year, your house is probably about 15 grand a year. Um, and you can imagine that the deposit would have been very small. It kind of got a bit, bit, bit of a bigger gap in like the 70s. I think it was like the gap was about four times the price, which is where mortgages came from, um, or at least that that amount got decided on. And then come to the 2020s when us lot are trying to buy houses and the disparity is like between eight to 10 times higher house prices are than the average wage. What do you want from me? Like, <laughs> and you want me to rent and then you also want me to then save money for the house. It's not that it's not doable. It's not that I don't want you to think that that's what I'm saying. But investing in the stock market is so much more accessible. So you can start building wealth now before you have this big old wad of cash saved up as, you know, capital to pay for the deposit and to pay for the solicitor's fees and space for all that stuff. And that's why I love it because financial independence is so important for so many reasons. We don't want to have to work until we're 90. We want more control over when we are retiring. We want to know that we're taken care of in the future. We're not having to rely on anybody. Um, For women, there's the gender and the pension pay gap or the, 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 the gender pay gap and the gender pension gap. All of these things really matter. And because of inflation, it's eating into the buying power of our money. So if we hold on to money in cash and we save it, which is what we're kind of taught to do, then by the time we come to use that money in however many years' time, it no longer means or is worth the same amount. What's the fucking point? So if you invest it, you're trying to beat inflation and protect your wealth for the future. And my investing course will teach you 
how to do this. Exactly the steps that you need from a practical and an emotional level to be able to do that. So it starts on the 6th of November, then we've got the 7th and then also the 8th. There's three workshops, one a night. And if you can't make any of them or one of them, there's replays sent out straight after so you can catch up. And then there's also a bonus Q&A. So you can bring all of any questions that you have or that you feel you still have, if any, after the course is over. So the uh, price of that is $199 and the doors are open till, I think, like the 20th of October. I can't actually remember what I said. Let's have a quick look. Probably should have known that. Uh, The 29th of October. So, yeah not far away. Okay, now let's get on with the episode. So this is going to be the first of many money hotlines, which is inspired by my gal, Sandra, who lives on my Instagram and answers all your questions and dilemmas about money. We're going to bring her over here, pay homage to her. And I'm going to answer the question of, should I be paying into my pension or investing in the stock market? This is from a 19 year old. So let's get into it. First things first, if you have a workplace pension, you already are an investor. Mental. Literally, I didn't even know this until a couple of years ago. I was like, what? And most people don't know this because if you ask them, are you investing at the moment? They say no. And yet they're probably enrolled in their workplace pension. Now, the key thing is that a pension is more so a financial product or account that you would utilize to be able to trade on the stock market. Uh, Whereas your other options to invest, there are also other options to invest in the stock market. So that could be having a stocks and shares ISA or having a general investment account. So a pension is just another way to invest in the stock market. It's obviously got slightly different rules around the account, the way that it can be offered, etc. And that is what we will get into. Now, whether you should be investing in a pension or investing in the stock market on your own, like independently, is going to depend on your life goals for the future and your time horizon. So we'll get onto that, but I'm going to break down um, talking a bit more about a pension and what that looks like, and then your stocks and shares, I said what that looks like, and then we'll compare the two and offer some options and some examples. So if you are a nine to fiver or an employee and you work for a company, it is a legal requirement that the company will offer an auto-enroll you into a workplace pension if you are between the ages of 22 and the state pension age. Now, you have to work in the UK. Um, You have to be at least between the ages of 22 years old, uh, but under the state pension age, and you have to earn more than £10,000 a year for the tax year. So at the moment, it's £10,000 a year for 23, 24. So the way that that works is, you know, you join a company, you've got your paycheck, you get uh, deducted tax and national insurance, and you get auto-enrolled into your company pension scheme. Now, the minimum contribution to be made each month is 8% of your paycheck. And that is the employer has to do 3% minimum and therefore you would top up the 5%. Now, you can pay in more if you would like, but it's worth finding out what the cap is or the limit is on the employer contribution because you can, max, you can match it. So let's say the, com- uh, the employer says, we will match your contributions up to... So you could put 14% in, your company could put 14% in, and then you would have maxed out um, the company, like the employee, uh, the employer contribution limit. You probably could pay more in than this. um, But the key thing is to, I guess, get as much from the employer in the way of free money as you can. Now, 
There is um, a pension annual allowance, which is £60,000 per tax year. And this basically includes your contribution, the employer contribution, and the government tax relief as well. Now, there are two different ways the tax relief happens, depending on whether it's done at source or whether it's done um, after. I think it's like relief uh, relief after deductions. I don't know, something like that. Um, but either way, the percentage and the numbers remain the same. It's just where you're um, taxed. Is it at the source? Is it Do you get the relief at the source or do you get the relief when it, the money goes into the account? And it's going to look different depending on uh, your company and the offering that they have with their pension scheme. Now, the pros of having a pension is that you can max out, obviously, this allowance. The allowance is quite high, £60,000 a year. And the employer makes contributions, which boosts your savings. So you're essentially getting free money. Now, the cons of this is that you cannot access that money until state pension age. So at the moment in the UK, it's 65. That basically means if you want to draw down on your pension um, before the age of 65, you can't. It's locked away. I think there's probably some like really specific niche um, allowances, like if you're really ill or if something, you know, whatever, you're probably allowed to dip into it. But generally speaking, you can't dip into it. Now, the key thing is because you are your money is being invested for you, it's really worth knowing where that money is going. So you can basically chat with your pension provider and you can be like, where are you invest my, investing my money into? Now, this is good because if you really care about the environment, for example, you might be able to say, oh, I actually don't want my money put into any companies that have tobacco. So that's not for me. I want it in the environmentally friendly one. Obviously, all different pension providers provide different funds and options but it's really important to know where it's going and then depending on your time horizon is going to depend on whether you uh, take more risk or less risk now you're going to have your own risk profile but usually you can afford to be a bit riskier when you are younger because you have more time to ride out the waves of the market Okay, now if you're freelance or if you're self-employed, you can actually have a pension. You can have something called a SIP, which is a self-invested personal pension. I have one with Vanguard. And it's basically because I'm a director of my own company, so um, I can do that. And it's basically very similar to a pension where your money is locked away, it's getting invested, but you have more control where it is because you get to pick the platform um, and where you're investing your money. And you also don't get employer contributions. So it's just the money that you add and then tax relief. Now, let's move on to understanding about investing in the stock market using a stocks and shares ISA. Now, a stocks and shares ISA is basically an account in the UK that offers tax benefits. So it's called a tax wrapper, which allows you to um, deposit up to £20,000 per tax year into this account. And that money can be spent or traded or whatever in the stock market. So you can use that money in that account to buy and sell stocks, bonds, um, index funds, mutual funds, ETFs, etc. using a platform of your choice. Now, there also is something called a GIA, which is a general investment account. And that, for me, in my eyes, is like the last, I guess, option once you've maybe maxed out your pension or your SIP and you've maxed out your um, stocks and shares ISA limit. Because with a GIA, you pay tax on the capital gains, whereas within a stocks and shares ISA, it's, you pay no tax on the interest that you make on that 20 grand per year. So basically, it's tax free up to the limit. Now, the pros of having this account is it's kind of like easy access in the way of 
You have, that, that money is not locked away. Yes, it's tied up in uh, investments and assets, but you have control over selling and liquidating those assets. Now, when you liquidate an asset, you're essentially like selling the property or selling your assets or selling your stocks to turn that asset into cash. So when you liquidate something, you're swapping it back for the cash. So you have access within your stocks and shares ISA to sell your stocks, your funds, at whatever point that you want to make the cash back. And you're obviously going to get the value of whatever the stock or the fund price is at that time, but you have access to it. Whereas obviously with a pension, that money is locked away. So therefore, if you want to retire earlier, or if you want to use that money to like get an extension on your house, for example, when you're like in your 30s or your 40s, you have more control over that. However, because it's not a pension, you're not getting employer contributions and you're not getting tax relief on it. And obviously, £20,000 is a much smaller limit than the 60000 limit that's offered in a pension. Now, this is why it depends on what your big goals are, because that's going to depend on what account you pay into, how much, how often, etc., etc. If you are an employee and you are there for you know the foreseeable future it can be a, it can be a great idea to max out your pension contribution so that you get all that sweet sweet free money from your employer now if you are thinking that you might also want money for before that or you max out your pension or you're like I might want to retire early you could also invest in a stocks and shares ISA so you the two can be open at once you can have both a pension and a stocks and shares ISA same as uh, if you're freelance or director and you've got a SIP you can have a SIP and you can also have a stocks and shares ISA now if you are someone who is listening to this and you're like fuck that I don't want to wait till the state pension age to be able to um, retire and access this money that I'm going to live off for the next however many years maybe you might want to look um, at stocks and shares ISA and you know other investments whatever that looks like whereby you have more access to your money because if you want to retire before the state pension age you need your money in something that allows you to access it before the state pension age so it really depends on what you want for your future now this is not financial advice this is just financial education helping you understand the differences between the two accounts which one might be better but I absolutely recommend going and doing your own research around your pension what pension you do have where it's being invested. You can use a pension calculator to estimate where your pension is going to be in the future. Look into or educate yourself in investing in the stock market. And then that allows you to understand which is best for you and how much to put into both and when, etc, etc. So either way, whether you invest through a pension, a stocks and shares ISA or both, investing in the stock market is such a good way to build wealth and to protect yourself against inflation for the future. Because if you're just saving your money, you are never going to protect and build your wealth. And that's why it's so important. Now, I hope you found this episode useful. You can, if you want to, share it with a friend who needs it. If you want to slide into my DMs, send me any questions. I would love to hear from you. I hope you have an amazing week. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you.